At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So tell me, can you look me in the Testing, testing, one, two, three. Oh, we're on. We're on, we're on, we're on. It's the Chats with Cats podcast. It's another episode of Dan and Rick's Extravaganza. No mark again. Still sick. Always sick. Always sick. Well, you know, that's what happens when you eat pizza shapes. Well, he says he does better than that. How much of that do you believe? Well, I only ever see him eat McDonald's, so I don't know. I have to. That's true. For someone who is quite healthy... I don't get how you can eat McDonald's at least once a week and be healthy. Maybe he does more running than we think he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't because he doesn't have Strava, so no one can actually prove or disprove. The only running that I can prove Mark does is the running that he does with me, and he didn't go running with me on Wednesday. What happened? Sick? No, he was here. I said, we running tonight? He goes, no, I'm in Aldinga. Uh, yeah, so? But he was sick, wasn't he? Didn't say he was sick to me. Yeah, he's sick. Nah. No, 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 no. Do you know when we were talking about, oh, Mark, are you available? You're coming? And he goes, nah, I've got a heavy face. <laughs> <laughs> I do it's like, um, okay. So, like, what does that actually mean? Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the course of things, what does that mean, I've got a heavy face? Because... I'm reasonably confident that it's probably no heavier now than what it was before. <laughs> so uh, it's a great thing because when he when he typed that to us, I knew what he meant, but at the same time, I needed more explanation. It's like, um, oh, boss rang up today, said he's coming into work. Nah, mate, I got a heavy face. And <laughs> <laughs> you going to the do- doctor and saying that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I got a I got a waterfall face and a heavy face. What, what can I do for you today? Oh, just oh, my face is really heavy and I need you to figure out why. And the guy's looking at you like this guy's on some sort of hallucinogenic drugs or something. Oh, that's funny. Oh, very funny. Um, something I noticed on the weekend and I'm hoping, I'm hoping you can clear it up for me. So, I know. Well, this is directly related to your line of work. This is your industry. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me? So I was driving the other day, cruising around, and I don't normally take that much notice of petrol prices because I don't pay for petrol, okay? Mm. Um, but the other day I was cruising around, I thought, oh, yeah, $1.45, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I looked on the same drive, and I would have only been like not even a suburb away from where I noticed the first price. And I've cruised past, and I looked up, dollar ninety. I'm like, um, so in the same day, within five or ten minutes drive, yep, it's gone up forty five cents a liter. Yeah, what? 
I just don't get this. I don't understand it. I, it's so it's so frustrating for us because there's a reason for it, um, and everyone doesn't understand it, so they just get angry. And when you watch like Channel Seven or Channel Channel Nine, they feed into it like petrol stations are ripping you off. They're doing this, like they're not explaining why. We yeah. Do it. So let's. Can you explain right. the reason? So, for example, a petrol station. Let's think of the overheads. So you get your staff. Electricity bill per month is around four to six thousand dollars, depending on how big your site is. Um, you got uh, your rent. So there's a lot. Oh, there's fucking heaps of things. I don't okay. know. But, so overheads are fixed costs. Dual yep. fixed. Yeah. So they're always there. Always there, right? So apart from your shop sales, which can fluctuate as well. That's what you really have to survive on. The petrol price itself, the buying price for us changes every single day. So, for example, I'll make up a random month as of right now. So, let's say uh, we get an invoice and it says the petrol price for you is a dollar fifty today, but we may be selling it for say a dollar sixty. Okay, so we're making ten cents. We need to make ten cents a liter to cover the overheads. But as the month goes on or the week's going, or the day's going, you'll notice that every day, usually the price comes down by one to three cents a day, depending on what's happening. As it keeps going down, the buying price goes up, and most sites will actually be selling petrol under cost, so they'll probably, let's say it goes down to $1.43, our buying price might be $1.54, so we're losing money on fuel, and then what happens? The cycle. Then the cycle goes back up to, say, $1.70, so then again, we're 14 cents up, but the last week and a half, we've been losing four, six, eight cents a day. So over the whole month, we probably only make two to four cents on fuel. That's like for a general service station. So how often do you buy petrol <clears throat> every day? It depends on how, how busy it is. So that's all weather dependent. So, so can I just ask a question, this cycle? So how much does it fluctuate, the, co- the cost of fuel for you? Is it within a certain like 10 to 15 cents or is it, does it go big? Uh, it depends. It changes all the time. It's all to do with um, where the fuel's coming from, the supply and demand worldwide. So at the moment, the fuel price is fucking sky high. It's because they can't get enough of it out of the ground um, as it's being used because they've got everyone coming out of fucking lockdown all over the world Yeah, and it's just being used. So they've had to fucking sell it. Actually, you know this. When a shipping contain- container of fuel leaves, let's say... Saudi Arabia, Dubai, yeah, somewhere. It's heading on the way to the US. Someone else will go, ah, uh-uh, no, we want to buy that. So it stops and then changes direction. Then someone else goes, no way. No, no, no. Five times it gets sold on average before it lands here in Australia. No way. Mm. No. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I, trust, I trust you yeah. and I respect you, so I'll believe that. But mm. that sounds bonkers to me. It's, it sounds so because stupid. Because international shipping lines, it's a very complex business. Fucked up. But I would not have ever anticipated that they're – Captain gets a phone call. Sorry, mate. New Zealand's a bit higher today. Sorry, mate. You're going back to the States. And he's just like, if I was that captain, I'm just saying, I'm just going to park in the fucking Pacific for three days. Yeah, exactly. Until you figure out where I'm going. Exactly. How frustrating. But yeah, I've been told that from higher people that that's exactly what happens. But on top of that, so yeah, the cycle goes up and down. It's fucking frustrating. I wish that fuel stayed at one price, but it doesn't. It's not, it's not us that do it we do it to try and survive and on top of um yeah making a few cents on average a month it might be two cents one month it might be nothing it might be six cents so you gotta it's like the busier months like the summer months you make more because you get more customers as well 
But um, as an average, you, yeah, you got to rely on those shop sales, and that's why servos usually have more expensive goods in there as well. So <clears throat> it's a fickle business, and it's hard. And the other thing is, you got to remember this. So we're an independent business, so our buying price sucks. So we we can't buy fuel at the price that someone that's buying a million liters a week. Um, and someone that has say fifty service stations, right? If they want to. What's a service station do to advertise? And what do people care about? The price board. So they can bleed the fuck out of one site at a dollar thirty and be losing twenty cents a litre. But their other forty nine are one sixty five and they're making that eight cents over forty nine sites. So yeah, other people have a little bit more um power to, to fuck around with the price. But that's how it works. Mm. Mm. It's very interesting. And I guess like I understand what you're saying. Mm. But when you've got two on the runs, which we all know are owned by the Shahins and mm-hmm. they're making absolute polters of money, and you've got one that's because these were both BP on the run sites, one that's a dollar forty five and the other's a dollar ninety. I drove back past on the way home the other day, mm-hmm. and the price was the same at the two separate places. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, the types of people that. Drive past the survey and go. Oh yeah, it's a dollar forty-five. I'll you know I'll get it when I need it. And then they might be a bit lower than they expected, and they get two kilometers down the road, and they go, "Oh shit, I need to fill up." And it's a dollar ninety now, and I ain't making it back there. Yep, that's bad. It, oh, it is, but because it, that's why they've got. Um, there's plenty of ways you can find out what the fuel price is. There's heaps of apps. There's heaps of other ways. But yeah, I know. I think the REA's got one now where you can find out. Hmm. Anyway. Um, still boggles my mind. I don't get it, but it is what it is. The first topic I was thinking about, remember when I went down to Millicent recently, um, I was watching the cricket game on the Thursday night. You and I were messaging on the, there was the T20 game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And whilst that was all happening, I was sitting on the couch and just chatting to mum. Mum got home from work and we're sitting there having a bit of a gas bag and we we're talking about memories and it's really nice, actually, when you sit and think about, you know how people say life goes so fast? Well, it does. It fucking flies. It doesn't, though. It does. Do you know, no, the reason why we think that it flies is because all everything, you've only got the moment you live in right now, right? This moment here, it's gone, right? But people don't spend enough time reflecting on the memories. If you think about everything you've done, like I, I was thinking about this the other day, 35 years I'm going to turn next month. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, shit, how did I get to 35 years already? This is psycho. But then I'm thinking, oh, well, try and pick a favourite memory from every year you're alive. You wouldn't be able to do it. There's that many of them. It's just your brain can't comprehend it. There's a shitload of stuff that you do and it's taken a long time to get here, but you just don't think about all of that because this is the only moment that you perceive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm following you, but I'm waiting for you to get to the point. Well, life doesn't go so fast. It's actually just that you don't remember half the shit that you do. Oh, and okay. It's in, I'm, inconsequential. Yeah. Like yeah. every day you sit at work and go, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. Hmm. But then at the end of the year, you go, fuck, it's another year already. Yeah, yeah. So what but, you're saying is like you forget all the moments that are not worth remembering. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't fill it up with moments that are worth remembering. You know, there's people, there's a lot of people actually that have this um, capability to literally you give them a date and a year and a month and they can tell you exactly what they were doing 
down to the fucking moment. I can't tell you what I ate for breakfast. Yeah, I can't, actually, I can't either. That's fucked. That's bad. Bad brain. But these people are fucked. They're like photographic memory. There's like I think I saw a doco on this, and there's like four of them in the United States that can literally go. That's crazy. 1978, January 3rd, and they'll go, oh, that's the day that fucking so-and-so was uh, elected for this and that happened and that happened, and they do it in a second. Imagine if you had that power. Like, you could go back and go, all right, what did I do on my 19th birthday? Oh, that's right, and these people were there. Like, that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. But also really bad because there's a lot of things you've probably done that you're, like, so glad you haven't remembered. Well, Grunt that's things. another point. There's There's things that... You know the cringy memories that you're mm. like, oh, I said something bad to someone or I did something that was really bad. Shit, the stuff that you wake up when you're in your 30s and go, I've been a bit of a C word for a while. Like, mm. There's been moments in my history where I've just been a bit of a cunt. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes those memories pop into my mind. Mm. And, and you I, dwell on them a bit. And I go, oh, why was I like that? Yeah, yeah. Like what is it? It caused me to act like that. Mm. Just really strange to think. Just immature. Like, you just don't know. Some of the things, I'll give you some PG ones. I remember in school, there was this kid. There was, I had a, my little group of friends. You know how you have a bigger group of friends, but then you've got a like tighter in group. your classroom, your, your little group. My little group of friends consisted of me and three other kids, right? There was Shannon Seaboe, Matt Hoffman, and the other one who I can't remember his name. Must have been really important. Let's call him Cartman. Mm. I remember one day we were walking out from the classroom to the Oval to do some sport thing and one of the kids said, oh, I bet you won't punch this guy in the face. No. And so I punched him. And the poor kid cried. And really? I just I think, to, no, this, it's terrible. But for whatever reason in that moment – Popularity said to me, you must do this to prove how much of a legend you are. Mm. And that was in, I reckon I was in year six. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you do that? Like, what have you actually got to gain? And I reflect on that with a lot of... Remorse. A lot of remorse and just shame. Like, Mm. I wouldn't want my kids to grow up thinking that that was acceptable. Do you know what I mean? It's because you just don't know. Like, that's the thing. It's so hard to get a younger person to know everything you know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so hard for them to emotionally understand where you're coming from with stuff like that. If yeah. you say to them like, don't steal because of this, you can't have this treat because of these reasons we're saving, they just can't comprehend it unless they spend a week in your shoes. They're just never going like, to actually put that into a feasible thing that they can live by. Yeah. It's actually interesting now being a parent and having – young kids and Moss is, you know, rapidly developing. And the thing that interests me most is at the moment, if he plays up and makes you angry, Mm. he's fine with that. He's absolutely okay with making someone angry. If I make out, sometimes you have to make out because obviously I don't cry at everything he does. Mm. But if I make out that I'm sad and he's upset me and I'm crying, that's when he'll get down to your level, check in on you, are you okay, why are you crying? Really? So if he's done something really not, really bad, instead of me getting angry and going, you shouldn't do that and it's bad and blah, 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 if I make out that you've really upset me and now I'm crying, then he that's the way he processes it. So it's really strange. Like if mm. you can tap into that shit, I reckon you will be able to find ways to, you know, hopefully be able to give them better and different Do you reckon every, every kid's tools. different like that? Like, oh, absolutely. So like 
I mean, I know for a fact, um, like me in high school, when I was told, like, I, I, I was very bad at attention. Like I just could not hold attention for anything, right? But then I'd get told, like, you need to pay attention. I'd be like, but I didn't know how to articulate that. I just can't do that. Yeah. Like my dumb brain was being dumber in yeah. the conversation than how dumb it was being in the classroom. But, like, there were some teachers that would see that and go, hey, how about we go and do this and we'll do, like, a visual thing or a physical thing rather than sitting there. And, yeah, it's the same thing. You learn things so differently to everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And it's still to this day. I can't fucking read a book. It just burns my eyes. Just hate it. Like, I'll get, like, a paragraph in and then my eyes start hurting and my brain starts hurting and I'm like, unless I really enjoy it, I'll push through it. It's like doing a gym session, getting to 10 reps and going, like, I'm really enjoying this. I'll go another four. Like that's how what reading is for me. Yeah. So, give me a uh, YouTube and I'll watch it for three hours. So this was a really like wildly roundabout, crazy backdoor way of getting to what I was actually going to talk about. Mm. The other thing that I was thinking of when I was sitting there chatting to Mum was the first time I ever got drunk. Oh, Do you yeah. remember the first time you ever got drunk? I remember the first few, and they're all mashed together, so all at the same place. Oh, really? Mm. So you don't have like the first time your parents allowed you to drink memory, and you got drunk. Yeah, it's, it- while you think of it, or while you're thinking, mine was so we won a junior Colts grand final. What is that? Football. Yeah, I have, uh, not AFL, not quite that good. Um, Junior Colts Grand Final, Hatherley Eagles, we had just like an amazing Junior Colts team. We won like three or four flags and then went into Senior Colts, won all the flags. It was really good. But the first one, I think I was like 14 or something like that. And there was a bunch of kids that were going um, go to go back to the club. And I went back there for a little while, but mum and dad said no drinking here. But if you want to drink, then we'll get a six-pack and you can have some beers at home and we'll just sit around the table. So we we did that, went back, and I was drinking VB. That was my first, yeah. There you go. I was drinking VB and I reckon I had two and I was Polax. Really? It was really funny. I was sitting at the table talking so much shit and I got up off the chair to go piss because, you know, the first time you like pissing like a camel. Mm. Is that the right saying? Something like that. Yeah, we'll just go with it. Pissing a lot. And the, I remember vividly the light globe in the hallway to turn on the light to go to the toilet, the globe was blown. And every time I went there, I forgot that it was blown. So I tried to flick it on again and I'd say to mum, oh, the globe in here is blown. And she's like pissing herself. Just like, yeah, you said that to us five minutes ago. Yeah, So you fucking lost it. Just lost it. Um, but yeah, the first memory of being drunk, I reckon I got through three beers. Well, that's big. How but- old? Twelve. No, it was like 13 or 14. Oh, okay. Um, so heaps older than 12. Mm. I reckon I got through three beers and I was really drunk. And I was like, all right, that's going to do me. And I remember walking out into the um, lounge room and sitting down on the couch and the room was just like starting to spin. Starting and- to do the spinnies. And I was just like, whoa, what's going on Nothing here? Nothing worse than getting back home, laying in bed and getting the spinny drunk. Oh, the spinnies are the worst. That's the most un- – because you know what's coming. And it's just you got to wait until your body just goes, we're vomiting. I haven't had that in so long, but yeah. when you said the spinnings, it brought back a lot of bad memories. So I, do you remember your first? Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> I think – I can't recall if it was my older brother or my f- dad. I'm pretty sure dad had this outdoor Coke fridge. Like it, he must have won it in something at a servo or whatever. 
um, like a collectibles fridge. It was so cool. Yeah. He used to fill it up with beer and iced coffees from work and all this sort of stuff and it was almost like a help yourself to it. You'd always come home with out-of-date stuff, in-date stuff, bonus um, yeah, yeah. stock. And um, yeah, it must have been Benji was having a um, like a party or something and one of his friends was like, oh, do you want the, one of the new green Cokes? See, for me, green Coke was very believable because there was all sorts of stuff in that fridge that wasn't just alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I looked, picked up the VB, I think it was a green Coke, I was like, mm, drank it. He's like, it tastes like shit. And he's like, nah, if you have two or three of them, they end up tasting better than normal Coke. I was like, okay. So I had two or three of them, and I was fucked. I ended up standing still and pissing my pants. Did you? Yeah, yeah, with my friend. We both did it because we thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Shout out oh, to Laurie Abram. Yeah. The green Cokes will get you. Yeah. Oh, they'll get you. We're just giggling, holding the Coke. Oh, I'm pissing myself too. <laughs> just loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Bad times. How about um, different beers that were popular through history? So, like, VB's still around mm. and, and lots of people still drink it as their number one. But you remember, obviously, there was throughout time, there's always been like a hullabaloo around Fosters in Australia. Yeah. And it's like, I've never. No Australian likes it. No. Nah. No Australian drinks it. Mm. And then just overseas for some reason, it's like, oh, this is the Australian. Like, oh, I don't want Fosters representing me over me in, neither. in you know, there's heaps the of other UK beers. or whatever it is. But what about um, when you really knew that the occasion was special? It was Crown Lager. Yeah, they were. That was like the top tier beer, wasn't it? And you'd see it everywhere. It was I, like, oh, the cricket team won. Yeah, Crown Lagers. You know, I had one in Darwin. And I fucking did not like it at all. Did you really? No, nah, I You've was had like, one as like in the last week. You yeah, had in a the last week, I had one, and it was like a little bit too like thick and honestly bitter. But I'm always drinking super dries, which are watery as fucking shit beer. But my favourite was Southwark bitter. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be on that all the time. Southwark is actually a great beer. Mm. It's actually a really good beer. It is. Um, and you can still get Southwark. Mm. I was actually looking at a six-pack of that the other day and I was like, maybe I should just go a six-pack You six should pack do it honestly, it brought back heaps of memories for me, just the taste of it. I was like, wow. And it's, yeah, it's just solid. I remember um, apparently there was multiple places that brewed Southwark. It was either places or it was like a shift that – the factory did, and there was like a distinct – you could actually tell the flavour difference. Really? And one of them was crap, and the other one was just like, you could drink this shit until the cows come home. Oh. Do you know another beer that tastes like piss and that like did what Super Dry is doing now? It's sort of like the go-to for most people for parties and whatever because everyone just likes it. Uh, Carlton Cold. Do you remember the white bottles? Yes. Yep, they were $22 a carton I, I remember know. when I started drinking, and we would – it was like piss, but you'd drink a whole carton of it. Like it was go down so easy. Yeah. But it, it, like if I was to have one now, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I don't reckon Carlton Cold's around anymore. You reckon it's gone? Gone. Mm. Is that like what Pure Blonde is now? What like Pure Blonde's still around. Yeah, but not as much as that. Like, Do you think Pure Blonde smells like marijuana whenever you crack one? It smells weird. It definitely smells weird. Yeah. I don't the know. The first if- time I got wasted off Pure Blonde and spewed when I was like – 18, it was bad. Really? Mate, the taste, like the smell and the taste that you, it's a very distinguished smell and taste that you can crack when you'd crack a pure blonde. Mm. To have that coming up, like rapidly evacuating your body, is horrendous. So bad. It's so bad. Hey, 
let's just, while we're on the topic of beer, when was the first time that you smoked marijuana after being fucking wasted? Oh, never. I've never smoked marijuana. Oh, I've done it like too many times. Like, should have known after the first time. I've had some very bad nights. Like, one night I copped the name um, Purple Smurf for about a week and a half because apparently I, do, I went blue, then purple, and then chucked for like three hours. Oh, no. Yeah, fucked up. There's no coming back from nah. that. That's bad. Um, all right. The next thing I've written down here is welcome to Rockville. Now, I sent you guys this video and it didn't go I didn't, there. I didn't watch it. Oh, didn't you? Nah. Oh, thanks for fucking wasting my time. I just got on an airplane. All right. So there's this concert called Welcome to Rockville. And this lady who's a lead singer of a band, her name is Sophia Eurista. So this fan has jumped the barrier, got up on the stage, and she's playing it up with him a little bit, like laid him down and walking on top of him and like singing and whatever. And then there's a, like a breakdown moment in the song and she proceeds to unbutton her jeans, pull her pants down and piss all over the bloke. You can't do that. Well, you know, normal society would say that, yes, you are correct, Dan. But the, if you watch the video, you will see this man got a very... Hang on, this is live in concert very, in front of many people. Yep. I would say, like, I don't know what this concert is. Let's call it 10,000 people. And this bloke, there's people filming it, obviously, because I've given you the video, but she's just gone, all right, I'm going to piss in your face. Hang on, hang on, hang on. To do that even without someone underneath your fanny is fucked up. But to do that on someone's face... It's possibly the second worst thing that could happen to you at a concert. First worst, Astro... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success world you're dead you get crushed in the audience the second worst i reckon is you get pissed on i reckon it's the third worst what's the second then would be a fucking flying nugget landing in your teeth if she'd shat on his face that would have been worse i reckon yeah well that's probably fair i didn't even consider that that was a possibility Mm. so well fuck i wouldn't think that pissing on someone's face as the performer was ever a chance i wonder what the sports bed odds were on that so what goes through your head 
oh, there's this guy. Oh, he's jumped the barrier. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's have a bit of fun with it. You know, my thought process automatically goes, let him sing a bit of the song. But no, her thought process goes, <laughs> hey, busting for a piss. May as well put it May in his well face. give the guy the most public golden shower he's ever going to get. Here's your, here's your front face and put some piss in it. Wild. Fuck that. Wild, wild. The thing that that got me thinking about was, have you, or do you remember, weird concert rituals? Do you ever recall one of the most polarizing and strange motherfuckers of our generation, Marilyn Manson? Mm. Do you remember hearing that he used to start his concerts and he would throw puppies out into the crowd and say, until I get every one of these puppies back dead, like you got to kill them, I'm not starting really? to play. Yeah, like really yeah, see, fucked I, up I, shit. I really never followed much of Marilyn Manson at all. Like I knew who he was, I knew of him, but nothing like that. But that's fucked. That's so cooked, isn't it? You bring it? up a lot of stories about dead dogs. You notice that? What? Only two in the last two episodes. Yeah, but that's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of dead dogs coming well, I, by. I'm not wishing the death on the dogs. I'm just saying weird rituals of concerts. Like I, I recall hearing this as part of his show. But he how would literally that- get up on stage and go, throw these dogs out until I get all of these dogs back dead. I'm not starting. That's fucked it's up. It's so bad. Is it, How true is that? Is, how much, is that mayonnaise? No, I reckon that from, from my recollection in my memory, that is 100% fact. Oh, I'm sure we could Google it now and yeah, find it. You talk and I'll, I'll Google um, while you're doing that, I don't have any other weird rituals that I was going to talk about. Actually, the, the only other one that comes to mind, you remember um, talking, this isn't a ritual, this is more of a performative thing, but just weird. Do you remember Ramstein? Yes. Do you yeah. remember like the weird shit that they used to do at their shows? Not what their, their weird shit was, but I remember them. Um, so they used to have this full performance thing that they would do at concerts where they basically had um, rigged up hoses that were um, like phallic symbols, so like big strap-on penises, and they would go through these um, parts of their concert and then the singer would walk up with this big strap-on dick that was spraying, like looked like cum, cum, Mm. and he'd basically, yeah, like spray it all over the audience and all this sort of stuff and like put it in his mouth and all this sort of weird shit. Just weird, like... There's not much of that anymore, like apart from Sophia Eurista who thinks it's okay to piss in someone's face at a concert. Hey, at least it's entertaining coming on the crowd. But um, I'm reading something here and it says at the top, Marilyn Manson has taken to slaughtering puppies at his stage show. Status false. This is one website on Snopes, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was a rumour. Well, everything that happens on Snopes is real. Mm. So Yeah, who knows? Um, the other one we we're going to talk about before we get into five seconds is speeches at weddings and birthdays. Oh, my God. This is, oh, this is what really hurts my feelings. You know, like when it comes to these things, birthdays, presents, don't like it. But speeches over the top of it, unless you are entertaining. Unless. Unless. You're entertaining. You shouldn't do them. How many people get up there and they go, what do you think the right amount of time for a speech is? Five-minute five max. I, I would say three to five, all right? If you go over that nine, ten minutes and you have a monotone voice and nothing good to say, no, no great story, 
nothing that's fucking cliche that everyone's heard. Oh, you know, you've done really proud of you. You know, like fucking get creative. It's come you, a long way. Yeah, like fuck. It's so painful. I, I reckon I've seen oh, a 19-minute speech before that almost made me want to kill myself. And that was at a wedding. Is that my wedding? No. No, you actually had pretty good speeches. Oh. You wouldn't remember them, would you? <laughs> I reckon your suit was in about 15 pieces by the time the speeches were on. No, that was too later. Mm. Um, it's an interesting thing, and I, I completely agree. So birthdays, I think there's two birthdays that are good for speeches, and it's only if you can incorporate stuff that embarrasses the people, and it's probably like an 18th or a, and or a 21st. Okay, you don't like the 30th? Oh, I'm not sure about it. See, I sailed past my 30th without having a big hoo-ha. Mm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to have a hoo-ha birthday party ever. I don't see it happening. For your 40th? Don't think so. Mm. 40th, 50th, 60th, 70th. See, yeah. the problem The problem is, like, if you're real with yourself, right, most people in their 40s will have between three to five really close friends and the rest is just garbage. Like it's it's acquaintances, people that you want to catch up with, but is it really worth throwing five, ten grand down the drain for a big hoo ha? Yeah, I don't know. To reconnect with people that you're just not going to see again for another ten years. It's like, that's an interesting conundrum. Mm. Do you like, think um, is that money worth? Like like you said, talking about memories. You know, going hey, remember when we did this? Hey, remember? Like that's a really good. You might have a, an amazing night if you can remember it, but. You're almost better off doing a 40th weekend. Oh, big! I was just going to say that mm. before you started talking again. If if you want to, like your point, right? You've got three to five really good friends. If they're that good a friend, doesn't matter where in the country they are. You said I'm going to this location, and I've hired or I'm going to hire a big house or whatever. Let's all go there for a weekend and just. You know, it doesn't have to be like a wild, crazy party or anything like that. Just hang out, Just have go, some beers. Hang out, have some beers. Play some FIFA, chill out, games. Yeah, whatever. Mm. My time. Yeah, I reckon that's great. I reckon that's awesome. Mm. And no one has to get up and give a speech because you're just gassing the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think um, the funniest the funniest speech that I – or the funniest story about a speech, I'll bring up two two things. The first one is at my brother's wedding, my brother's father-in-law got up to give a speech and he's got quite a squeaky high-pitched voice. <laughs> and so he's giving – and like not – it's not wild, but it's like he's got a quite a high-pitched voice for a grown man Yeah, okay. kind of thing. I sort of know the voice you're talking about. <clears throat> so he gets up there, gives a really nice speech. Everyone's happy. And then it's Johnsy's turn to get up and give a speech. Now, <laughs> Dad had some sort of oh, laryngitis or something like that, and he was losing his voice. So Dad gets up to the fucking podium and he goes, Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> uh, first of all, oh, I yeah. just want to um, apologise for both David's and my voices tonight. Oh, and then no. he And then he pauses for, for laughter, and the whole crowd was like, you could hear a pin drop. Oh, that's so embarrassing. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for everyone to laugh. And not one person in the room made a sound. Oh. And I was just like, if you could <laughs> fuck up your whole speech in one sentence, oh. that. That was it. That was it. Oh, fuck. There's nothing. Wait, 
There's nothing worse when you're 150% confident that you're about to floor He's around. Like, I'm about to – mm. everyone's going to be in stitches, rolling around – David's going to be laughing. He's going to be on the floor and he's gone out there and just loaded it up. Wait, to be fair, that's a pretty funny joke though. Like I I don't think it's a bad joke. Like if I was there, I probably would have done my, <laughs> you know, but yeah. <laughs> but if it doesn't work though, it, it, look, yeah. you could have the funniest joke in the world, but if you tell it to the wrong crowd and they don't think it's funny, then yeah. it's not the funniest joke in the world. Like get the wrong people in the wrong frame of mind at the wrong time. Fuck, so funny. The um the other one that's so like not memorable but memorable for me is obviously at Tom's wedding. What was that so one? So that speech that I wrote and then we <laughs> oh, pra- we'd practiced it and fuck it was good. Like mm. it was a cracker. Yeah. You know, bouncing back and forth one another, mm. all that stuff. And then I was just too drunk. Hang on, no, no, no. Let's just let's just get a clean canvas here. So we'd We'd spent probably, what, three, four weeks on just like, hey, I'm going to write this bit, you write, and we were sending this back and forth to each other and we got got to a point where we went, this is a nice five-minute speech that's fun, uplifting and caring, right? That's pr- pretty much what we developed together on the lead-up to this. Well, I feel like, and th- please don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like you're taking just a little bit too much credit. Like I kind of gave you all the bones and then you edited your bits a little bit. I can't even remember, so probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we um, get to the wedding we did a run through, I reckon, early in the morning. To Fran, no yeah. less. Yeah, to his mum. And, well, we had fo- a couple of drinks for the photos. We had a couple of drinks for this, a couple of drinks for that. And I was pacing myself. I think you picked up a bottle of wine and that turned into your wine glass and that disappeared. But then you disappeared for me. I don't know where you actually went. You were probably around the place. But all I of a sudden. Doing, I reckon I was doing bath time for Moss. Oh, were you? Yep. Anyway, you came back and you were like, imagine a person without a brain. Like, that's what you were. You were fucking cooked. Like, I'd ask you a question and I'd be like, wait, are you ready for the speeches? You're like, I'm not speeching, man. And I was like, Rick, like, you've got to sober up. Oh, I will. And then just another swig of the wine. I was like, oh, you're fucked. Anyway, you ha- we had you sat down for about 45 minutes drinking water. We- I thought I thought there may be a slim chance. Got you up in front of everyone I delivered the first line or two, and I reckon you came out and it just fucking went to absolute diarrhea. No, it, you, who filmed it? Someone filmed it. It was, uh, it was Rachel or something. Someone filmed it, hmm. and I've watched it back since, and I'm not happy with how it went, but it could have been a lot worse in the state that I was in. We still got through all the important bits. It was probably just, you know what you what you're like, or you know what I'm like when I'm drunk, and... You know, I know what I want to say, but it just takes me like an extra 30 seconds to get it there. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got this point and then the problem that I found in that moment and also the same thing at my own wedding is in the very split second that I'm trying to deliver this speech, I think, oh, there's something else I could say here. I'm going to make this even better. Yeah. And so I start trying to do that and then I was like, don't do that. Your brain's not fucking working. Just go back to the script. <laughs> and then you lose where you are. But you know what? You It was such a train wreck, a, a funny train wreck, that it actually worked. Like everyone was laughing at the state of us that it became a good speech. Do you know what I mean? It was a good speech yeah. anyway. It just went way longer than it needed to. Probably five seconds longer than it yeah. needed to. Not bad. All right, another 1v1. I go first this time? No, Ken, you go on first. 
Yeah. All right. You'd probably hear a lot of these at weddings, but name three Australian songs that are iconic. Uh, Daryl Braithwaite, Horses, Working Class Man, and Land Another. I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. I'm going to give it to you. You're out of time, but you started started it. I started it. All right, Dan, name three places you could conceal drugs at a nudist beach. Uh, In a sand pillow, uh, under the umbrella, and in your armpit. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I was just thinking, you know, up your bum and your foreskin and your mouth. (laughs) Fuck. That's... How many times have you been there? <laughs> oh, that was last week. <coughs> anyway, my turn. Oh, yeah, me, yeah I, I've got to talk to you. That's right. Fuck. Are we back at Tom's wedding or what? Um, <laughs> name three things you're scared of as a kid. Um, tiger under the bed, a ghost, and a scary clown. Well done. Tiger under the bed? Yeah. Is so that a real one? It is. When um, my brother first started sleeping in the same room as me, when Simon was a baby... In his cot, it was like a slat, like wooden slats, yeah, yeah. and they were white. So I could still see the whiteness of the slats, but I, for some reason it tricked my brain to thinking there was a like a stripy white and black tiger underneath his bed. And I'm telling you, I can vividly recall that memory to this day that there was a fucking tiger under the bed, like a Bengal tiger <laughs> that was ready to jump out and eat me. Yeah, right. I remember calling to mum a few times going, Mum, Mum, there's a tiger. Anyway, wasn't a tiger. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been. Uh, Dan, you. Uh, name three 90s bands. Blank 182. Um, Powderfinger, Green Day. Oh, 90s. I don't know about... Yeah. Blink 182, 90s. Yeah, they started in the 90s. Is it, was it when they started? You can have it. Yeah, thanks. All right, my turn. Uh, name, <laughs> I love this one. Name three things you could put in someone's letterbox to offend them. Oh, a poo, a firecracker, and a fine. A fine? Yeah. You can't give people fines. Yeah. What fine would you give someone? My fine. <laughs> Oh, I can't give it to you. Oh, you, you dog. You don't give people fines. Yeah. Nah. I'll fine you for getting me that question wrong. <laughs> Go on. All right. Name three politicians currently in government. Politicians? Uh, fuck. I couldn't even think of our... I was thinking the... Scott Morrison, maybe? No, I... He was my number two locked in. I was trying to get number one out, the SA guy with the glasses. Stephen Marshall? Yeah. I kept thinking Mike Rand. I'm like, that's not a thing. Oh, <laughs> see what happens. I would have had two straight off the bat if I got his name like that. Oh, fucking shame. Is it my time last? You know what's done? funny? I was about to write that same question to you before we started, and I thought, oh, nah, let's keep it a bit more funny than that. But then I was like, oh, nah. Far out. Shame. All right. I went to pick up some ingredients. What do I have to get? I went and bought some pasta on Friday night. We had some friends over, had pasta. And I went to the supermarket after work and I've pulled into the car park and it was packed. There was like Is no... Is this the infamous car park that we always talk about? No, nah, this one was Pasadena. Oh, yeah. There was no spaces. And I saw this young couple walking from the shops, come to the car, saw the button unlock... And I thought, all right, we're on here. So this person's leaving. So I indicated to go in the car park. So first things first, you know, they've seen me. I'm indicating. I'm stopped. There's people behind me. It's 
quite a tight car park. It's a single lane. Like so no one can one get around way. you. Not supposed to be able to, but this fuck went around me anyway. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and the guy puts some stuff in the boot. They both get in the car and I'm like, all right, they'll be gone soon. Oh, and they sat they there. get in the car, they sit there and I'm like, they haven't even started the car up. You know, they start the car and, and the, the lights, lights come, come on. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Devoid of that, that's uh, that's not happening. And I'm thinking, like, is she giving him a hand job in there? Or like, yeah, what's what going fuck? on? Anyway, light goes on, car starts, and I'm thinking, all right, here we the go. Ne- the next thing that happens is the reverse light comes on. So I'm sitting there any minute now. Still sitting there, still sitting there. I'm like, seriously, something's going on in here. I would have been fucking fuming. Reverse light comes on, and I'm like, all systems go. Bingo, bango, it's happening. Not, not yet, not yet. Hang on, how long? Not was, yet. How long from the groceries in the car to this point? I no mayo. I think minute fifteen. Ma- I think mayonnaise would be three minutes. I think no mayonnaise would be one minute forty five seconds. Wow, it was a long time. Now that doesn't sound like a long time. No, that's a long but time. But when you're waiting with angry, grumpy people behind you, it's mm. a long time. Because you start getting that stress press on your back. You're like, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and you and you're like, come on there, all right, mm. like come on, get out of the car, like out of the car park. Do you think the people behind you are angry at you or angry at the people in front of you? Because I feel like I feel like they're angry at me. Absolutely. Yeah. I reckon a hundred percent they are angry at you because they're like. Why have you prematurely indicated for this car park? Yeah. Why are you waiting so long? And then, like, they don't consider the fact that that guy, like, just so rude and inconsiderate. It's like, what is proper car park etiquette? Because I know for me, I get, like, if I'm walking out of the supermarket, if I know there's no one around wanting my car park, I might check my phone before I get in, like, get moving or something like that. If I see that there's someone that's just seen me and yep. indicating for my car park, I reckon my turnaround time from getting in the car to out of the car park, sub 10 seconds. Really? I, I would Literally, say, like, I'd I'll say get 10, in the car, 15. Foot on the brake, bang, start mm. button, boom, I'm out of the car and I'm gone. Yep. Like, I'd. That's polite. That's good. That's, I think that's what everyone mm. should do. I, I reckon without getting angry, 40 seconds is like. You took too long. What the fuck were you doing? It's a long time. It is. It is. But you got to consider that you know some people may be disabled. Usually, use a walking stick. Maybe didn't have it. Take a while to get into the car. Like when my back's fucked, I take ages to get in the car. Like I'll take instead of half a second, I'll take like seven or eight seconds. I'll have to turn properly, sit down. Like you imagine old people, you got to give them more leniency. Mm. But a young couple that have got like a hand, just one bag of food. Yeah, if they're sitting there, they're fucking checking Facebook, transferring money, shit they could be doing at home. It just blows my mind. Mm. It would be not dissimilar to what we spoke about on the last pod. What was that? When the people are going into the service station. If if there was a huge line of people behind me and I went in there knowingly going, oh, yeah, five people, who cares? I'm going to go and read the calories on every flavoured milk to choose. I'm going to go and check the prices on all of the lollies. I'm going to go and test all the bread for freshness. Go and fuck yourself. Yep. That is just 
like the epitome of rudeness. And do you know what the thing is? I think these people that we're talking about don't even realise. They, well, they don't care or they don't realise. And I don't know which one it is, but both should be punished by death. Like I, fucking, Oh, yeah. I fucking get so angry over this shit. I think capital punishment is not enough. I but, reckon they should be killed by hey, like an extreme dildo fisting or something. Do you think they should be sat in a fake car in a car park for eternity just waiting? Oh, that would be so good. Wouldn't that be the best? Like a it just a fake car jail. Yep. Oh, we're onto something here. Like, and your freedom awaits when you can get in the car park, <laughs> but you can never get in there because that fuckwit is taking so yeah. long to get out of his Hang car. On. You sit them in. Oh a, no, that's you. That's you. <laughs> you sit them in a fake car in front of another fake car with this indicator on. Oh, and that's it. They just wait there, watching a blinker for eternity. Forever. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, well, I think we've covered that. Uh, now, I've got two things here. I reckon I'm going to go to the second one first. See a lot of Instagram accounts now, food-related, where they're advertising, we've got the best burgers, and it's kind of like the bigger the better. Do you ever see nah. those burgers that are just like that? Like you Triple could, tier? You could not eat that. No. Nah. I don't care who you are, how big your mouth is, there is not one person on the planet that goes, squash, I'm fitting that thing mm. in my mouth. And that, to me, you're, that's no longer a burger. That's just a look at this mess that I've made. Go and stick that up the, your ass. The problem is it's not even about squishing it down and getting it in your mouth. It's avoiding all the fucking juice and everything falling out the ass of it. A normal oh, burger mate, is hard enough to do. Ex- I was, yep, a hundred, a hundred percent. <laughs> Yeah. Something happened then, didn't it? <laughs> I think your brain got so happy it had an orgasm. <laughs> had a glitch. <laughs> um, yeah, a normal burger, you're eating it and you're like, how do I conceal this? Yeah. Because there is, you know, that little piece of beetroot's trying to, every time you bite, it's trying to shoot across the yeah. room and smash someone in the yeah. face. Do you know, I, I've, I thought I worked this out, but it still doesn't work. I had a, a double cheeseburger up in Darwin, right, and I had that happening. So I switched the burger around started biting from the other side. I thought, you know, let's change the forces here. It does help, but then it starts sort of – it still goes outside. There's no way of stopping it. And people say, well, oh, I'll use the skewer in the middle, but then you're fucking biting into wood. Nah, no good. The burger, long known through history for just being like a challenging food. Mm. It's like a food that everyone wants to eat. And people knife and fork it too. I can't handle that. Yeah. I don't hate cutting a burger in half. No, that's okay. I don't hate that. Knifing and forking a whole burger, though, it's like if you want to go and eat at a fine dining restaurant... That's suicide, that is. ...go somewhere else mm. because this ain't it. And if you're doing it at like a McDonald's or a Hungry Jack's... Oh, no way. I've never I'm seen sorry. that. I've never seen a knife and fork been used at Hungry Jack's or McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I don't go there enough to know, but... Like, Actually, when was the last time you dined in at McDonald's? Oh. Um, I do remember it was a long time ago. Rachel and I went to... I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been Groove in the Moo. It was a concert. And we got home drunk and we're sitting around and we went, let's go to McDonald's. And that was in the Happy Valley house. Oh, yeah. So we walked down to the McDonald's 500 metres away, not even, probably mm. two, 300 metres away. And we went and sat in and it was an absolute pigsty. There was someone who I knew through my old workplace that I saw out the front and I was just that drunk that I was kind of – I wasn't incoherent but 
Just annoying. Just like I couldn't, like I couldn't confidently say that I had a good conversation with the person <laughs> and, ref- and you know, portrayed myself in the manner that I would expect. And I was just like, there's nothing good about this. There's nothing no. good about being here. Everything's greasy, slimy. And the time before that was at, did we eat in then or not? At the Hungry Jacks. Remember when we went there on the way back from the concert, when we went to the Amity Affliction with Tom? Fuck me, I can't even remember that. Don't you remember that? Oh, oh well, that story's gone. Mm. Um, I reckon we've just absolutely smashed it out of the park. Mm. Yeah, I was just looking. That's uh, 50 minutes. So, in that note... Uh, and hopefully, uh, next episode, Mark's heavy face won't be so heavy. Well, you know, if you've got a heavy face, you just need to wait until it's not so heavy. Yeah. Put it on the scales, see how it goes. That's right. See you next week. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.